my friends, it's Andy and Hattie coming to you live from <laughs> from Planet Earth uh, for the Living Fearless Devotional. It's planet Earth for now. Oh, look at it. We popped up there on tons of viewers already. <laughs> How was it that on Monday, you guys aren't used to us being on Monday, so none of you showed up? Is that yeah. what the story is? We were there all by ourselves. Yeah. Nobody. Well, there was one person, but they just didn't comment. Yeah. I don't know who that was. It was a stalker. Mm, could have been a stalker. Or one of my family members. Yeah. Oh, see, we lost one. All right. Let's see. Who's already saying hi? <coughs> Lisa Wood. Hi, Lisa. Lisa Wood. And Cindy. Hi, Cindy. And Carrie News. Hi, Carrie. Nice to see you. Um, you want to tell them about a little bit about Resurrect Ministry? Resurrect Ministry is our <laughs> website with all of our content. Meet Jesus where you are, folks. Uh, Bible resources, our podcast, Andy's Fearless Man podcast, some great books. Drop us a line. And partner with us if you're so inclined. And those of you that are watching uh, on our live or replay in the video, you can see that we have the scriptures we're going to be talking about right over there. Matthew 6, Romans 6, Romans 8, and 1 Corinthians 10. No, 15. 15! <laughs> it's even small for us now. Uh, I just thought I'd put that up there just to just to help see see what happens. What? Body's blocking it. Your noggin. Um, Let's get into it. You got an article that we're going to talk about. Yes, it's an amazing father. Yes, and we'll put the link in the chat shortly in the comments. Uh, But it's a fantastic article. Thank you. Yeah, got uh, some rave reviews from the from the magazine itself. Yes, my editor. Pretty cool. But before that, we're going to read what Charles Spurgeon has to say for January 26th um, using uh, Matthew 6, 26 as the reference there at the top. It says, your heavenly father. Brief and to the point. Charles Spurgeon says, God's people are doubly his children. They are his offspring through creation, and they are his children through their adoption in Christ. Therefore, they are privileged to address him by saying, our father, which art in heaven. Father, what a precious word. The very word speaks authority. Yet, if I am your father, where is my honor? If you are my children, where is your obedience? (laughs) The term father mingles affection with authority. An authority that does not evoke rebellion, but an authority demanding obedience that is cheerfully given and would not be withheld even when it could be. Not demand, but cheerfully given. Yes. uh, The obedience God's children render to him must be a loving obedience. Don't approach serving the Lord as a slave, simply doing your taskmaster's work. But follow the path of his commands because it is your father's path. Offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. Because righteousness is your father's will. And his will should also be the will of his child. So I've been trying to teach the kids. <laughs> Father, the word denotes a kingly attribute, yet it, yet it is so sweetly veiled in love that the king's crown is forgotten when viewing his face. And a scepter is not a rod of iron, but a silver scepter of mercy. In fact, his scepter seems to be forgotten altogether in the tender hand of him who wields it. Father, 
In this term we find honor in love. How great is a father's love for his children. The word friendship will not do, nor will the term kindness come close to expressing what a father's heart and hands will do for his child. They are his offspring. He must bless them. They are his children. He must exhibit his strength in their defense. If an earthly father watches over his children with unceasing love and care, how much more does our heavenly father display? Abba, Father, whoever can utter these words has expressed sweeter music than all the cherubim and seraphim could ever sing. Heaven is found in the depth of the word Father. In that word is all I could ever ask, all my needs could ever demand, and all my heart could ever desire. Amen. I have all of everything throughout all of eternity when I can say Father. Wow. That's pretty so many things. I have so many thoughts swirling in my head. <laughs> Darcy Kane. Hi, how are you doing, Darcy Kane? Hi, Darcy. Nice to see you. Kate's on. Hello, Kate, all the way from down under. And uh, Carrie says Monday, no notice from YouTube. Oh, yeah. We I don't think we went up. We did a notice first. We went, we went straight on. I think that was the problem. We didn't uh schedule it. Are you sure? Uh-huh. I know for sure one of the nights this week, mm. we didn't schedule it, and I think it was the Monday. All right, whatever you say. And Kate didn't get it. Yes, I think that's what happened on Monday for sure. Yeah. So, right. we got so much to talk about when it comes to fathers. So, what do you want to start with? You want to start with your first thoughts or my first thoughts? Okay, I'll start with mine. Because <laughs> I know you got a lot to say about this. Because you had you had to balance the the love and the authority yesterday. <sighs> yes. The first thing that swirls in so my head. So timely, this message. Right? Go ahead. Is um, my sadness for Zara that um, up until now, and it's something that she's growing into, learning uh, the relationship with the father, that when I try to explain the relationship of God as a father, and it's a father you never had, and it is a foreign language to her. It doesn't resonate as much as I think it would with a child that grew up with a father. So um, hopefully with time living in our house with you, she'll, that will become more real and more tangible to her. There'll be a point of reference. So that was my first thought. Uh, but the second thought was this phrase. Don't approach serving the Lord as a slave, simply doing your taskmaster's work, but follow the path of his commands because it is your father's path. Okay, so. I had this habit every two weeks before I'm about to write. Um, so every 10 days, uh, I turn in two articles a month, panicking. Oh my God, what am I going to write up? Oh my God. And like so yes, stressed out. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be interesting? Is my editor going to like it? Oh no, are they going to finally fire me? I mean, all these thoughts literally every two weeks. Are they going to finally fire you? You know? And so the other day I thought to myself, I, I mean, I, I was in one of those circles that the hamster wheel. And I felt the Lord tell me, I am teaching you so much in this process. You are learning, you are gaining wisdom about so many topics. And then the lightning I'm not doing this for service. It's actually a service to me. He's like, I'm making you do this for you. And I just, it literally, it completely, Completely changed my perspective on writing. And it's so interesting that then the first 
article that I write, um, the editor was so thrilled about. And it just totally changed my perspective that he was walking me on this path. Uh, he said to me early on, one of the things I've, I've often heard the Holy Spirit say to me when I first came to Christ was, um, walk with me, learn my ways. And so this really resonates with me, that it's about um, what is he trying to nurture in us? It's never just the taskmasters. We're not slaves. These are not just him cracking the whip being like, come on, do that job. It's supposed to draw us closer to him because it's teaching us humility or we're gaining in my, in this situation, wisdom, or we're learning about brotherly love. I mean, whatever it is, you think about people who serve in the church where you do it so long and so often, you forget what you're doing here. You know, right. it becomes a task and we really got to um, check ourselves that it doesn't become that way because there's so much more that the father is trying to do in us and through us mm. than that. Right. And then the final thing, I'll talk about the transhuman part and obedience to God after you go. Well, I, I can relate to this in the sense of the children as a father. And when they are Let's let's see. Let me see if I can come with a, a with a an age. I think it's like it's for some of them it was around ten, and others it was around like eleven or twelve, where I can see that they looked at me in a in a way that was respectful and with honor and. So they'd want to go with me to the pet expo where I would be performing every day. And they'd ask so badly. So, you know, they would, they would want so badly to be in the show. They'd want to be holding the leash with the dog at, you know, at six years old and ten, at seven years old, they're holding the leash. We wanted to be, wanted to be like that. Yeah. Right. Oh, wanted to be in the show, telling was, the dogs to sit. The good old days. Right. And, um, you know, when I was doing magic, they want to learn magic. When I was juggling, I got a son who wants to do juggling that there's, this this reverence to what it is that I like and what I want to do. I was playing hockey. My son played hockey, right? It was there was always this connection that it was there was that reverence of of who I was to them, right? And then <laughs> <sighs> then. They get a mind of their own. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's not a mind. The, the world grabs them ah, okay the world grabs them and their bad influences in the world and social media and, and the the devil grabs hold it, it just like satan said to you did god yes. really say you can't eat any food in a <laughs> no and then we're hearing it uh, we're hearing it from the left uh in our world in in every country that you know don't listen to your parents what do they know? They don't know that you're really you were born a girl, but you're you, but you're actually a boy. You don't don't and tell them. Hide it from them. Yeah, don't tell them. Listen to these teachers. Listen to these people, and they, they, they and they've they've learned. The devil has has very much gotten into the into these spaces, the, the teachers' unions and and what have you, and and really understands how to alter this world. But we can see it. I mean, 
what this what this says right there is exactly what we're fighting. Yep. That there's the and it's hard. I mean, it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> it's just so timely because yesterday um, some things happened that led me to this morning on the way to school was this. This this is what I was telling them. I said, Listen, wait a minute. You're 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 trying to you're trying to be with this these other people in this world and and walk alongside these people that don't love you. They right. don't love you. Right. You you're getting um upset about somebody saying that you're ugly and that you all the things that they said about my daughter uh it was just not true. Right. But that affects her more than me telling her that I love her and that she's none of those things. And I'm saying they're saying those things so that it will affect you negatively. And you're allowing that process to happen. And it's just, it builds and builds and builds. And this is this thing that, you know, I said, I'm here. I'm your father. I will always love you. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to love you. I'm here to give you the things that you need. And I'm here to discipline you. And I'm here to make sure that you don't get caught up in the world. And I want you to understand that, that you will be mad at me for taking these. I'll be, I'm taking that world away from you in the form of your phone and your iPad <laughs> and your connection. And you're going to be angry and you're going to hate me. But understand, it's not because I'm mean. It's not because I hate you. It's, ex it's the exact opposite. I love you. And the same with our Heavenly Father. Right. So that's what I got out of it. That <laughs> and man, it was, a, I was from, and we don't live that, I mean, I mean, we don't live far, but we live, it's a good 15 minutes, I think, to the first drop off. You gave a speech. The whole I, I, I did not. It's kind of like uh, these devotionals. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I found a lot to say each one of them. Cause I, I, I drive four of them to school and each one of them you know, has their own little thing. And, uh, but I wanted to do this group. There's there's times where I take them individually and, and tell them this. They needed to hear it as a, I go, we are a family. We are a family. Those people out there, that these people that you're all affected by, you won't know them next year. Right. Right. It's, you know, you just want, we are here forever together. Even when I pass, I'm still with you. You can't shake me. <laughs> Just like God. We can't shake God. No, He's God. always there. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. I, amen. Yes. Okay. Can you imagine how I was on the way to school? <laughs> yeah, just a little. Lisa, I love when God turns on that light. It is so clear. The blessings abound if we're ready to receive them. Mm. Amen. I love it. I love those God moments. Uh, the minds of some of these people are delusional. Yes. So there's lots of delusional they're depraved minds. A lot of them are just depraved from the lack of God and, and actually putting false gods on the throne. Uh, and Lisa says, Andy, it's truly hard being a parent of adult children affected by the world and small children affected by the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Trace is perfect, Andy. Uh, uh, and then, and then I have Zara. Yes. It was her birthday yesterday. Yay. It was so nice. Yes. And um, I'm seeing some great movement in that relationship too. Yay. Yes. Um, send her a birthday message. I do. I try to send a birthday message to all the kids so they could have it on their phone and can see it. 
And you decorated a room. Oh, and I decorated a room. <laughs> I've never done that before. Oh, I've decorated all the kids' rooms, and I told them about two years ago, I'm not decorating your rooms anymore. Four birthdays a year. I got. I, I, I'm getting tired of going to Party City and, and picking out their decorations Aww, and decorating so them. So, uh, Zara, I had not had the opportunity. I think did I grab last year? I did no. something. Okay. Oh, I, I know what I did. I had balloons in the car when I picked her up from school, oh. and they were all hanging out of the car so all of her friends could see them. <laughs> like, Who's that crazy man? <laughs> and that's my. That's my good day. Um, but th this year, I decorated her house. But no, sent her a message, and uh, at the end, she said, "I love you." And I, so I, and, you know, I, I, she said it a couple of times before, but I just, it's, it's becoming almost like it, yeah. uh, it's, it's, a, it's, uh, it's like how I talk to my, my, my flesh and blood. Right. And so she's becoming more of my flesh you. and blood uh, as every day. It's just, she's by. learning to trust, you know, yeah. and that just really very, very difficult for her. Yeah. So those, are, those have been good. Good, good times. So I got these things going on. It's just it's a, it's it's something else. <laughs> but we're seeing it. We're seeing it in the Bible. Yeah. Right? We're seeing it in 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 God's Word. We're seeing in the Gospel that uh, the world is evil, um, and hates us. <laughs> Satan right? hates us especially. Yes. And um, he hates we, God's authority. Mm -hmm. He wants to usurp God's throne. Yeah. You know, since the beginning of time, that's what he wants to do is that our obedience be to him instead of to us. So setting up false gods, setting up traps, whatever he could do to derail us. Yeah. And that's and how children. You, and that's how you know Satan's evolved is that in, in that attempt to uh separate the children from their from their uh, father and mother. Yes. Is is how Satan works. Yes. Trying to separate us from our father. Yes. In heaven. Uh, I reckon Kate's a reckon on something. I reckon the most important thing to teach kids is gratitude and respect. Mm. Very good, very important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I only could tell you all, I mean, this, this would be two hours. Uh, <laughs> and Kate says, Oh, oh, I just had a birthday too, two days after Jack. Oh, uh, happy birthday, Kate. <laughs> I yes. hope you had a nice time. That's fantastic. <laughs> I know as we get older, though, I'm not such a fan of celebrating birthdays, but it's for the first time in my life since my 35th birthday, I wasn't so sad about it because I used to be always sad about it. Like, I'm one day older. I'm one year older. How am I going to ever get married? I'm never going to get married. <laughs> but now that I have you, that's not what my birthday's well, about anymore. It's your 35th birthday. It's like only, it's only been like two years. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's a stressful two years. Yeah, absolutely. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Kate. Kate. Yes. Um, let me put the link for your article. Okay. In Speaking of the, it, oh, oh, sorry. That's not, it. that's not it. Oh, I remember what happened. So my article, as I mentioned briefly the other day, is about uh, transhumanism and is it compatible with Christianity? And oh, wow, I learned so much because you'd be surprised at what um, some of the church out there says about transhumanism. And so it's this, it's this balance between us accepting medical technological advances, whether it's a, an amputated leg getting a, a prosthetic or a pacemaker, where we embrace scientific technology that improves our health 
But when you listen to some of the things that they say here, let me um, read you some of these quotes. It is, it is them playing God. It is no longer just about, um, you know, the technological advances are improving our lifespan. They're literally playing God. And so one of the best quotes is here from Harari, Schwab's top, top advisor. Schwab is uh, uh, Klaus Schwab, the infamous leader of the World Economic Forum. The, I wrote that uh, as the main overlying principle of the article was all of the crazy that came out of Davos. This is probably the craziest and the most that's um, that's against our Christian and our biblical values. So Noah Harari says we are no longer mysterious souls. Humans are now hackable animals replacing evolution by natural selection with intelligent design, not the intelligent design of some God above the clouds, but the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft clouds. These are the new driving forces of evolution. The idea that human beings are spiritual beings that have free will is over. Through transhumanism, we become the gods and it's a religion coming from Silicon Valley. So it clearly, clearly articulating they want to eliminate free will and in the name of creating a better society a more egalitarian society they want to remove your your will to choose and that is a foundational principle of gods is that you have the will to choose christ you have the will to choose to be obedient because otherwise it's slavery and when the sun sets free it's free indeed he never intended for us to be slaves. And that's what they're looking for. Is they're looking to enslave us to a machine. And all of these crazy things that they're inventing, like Ray uh, Kurzweil is the head of Google Analytics um, Engineering at Google. He talks about this notion of singularity where technology and man reach a point where they merge and humans can have infinite power. You become this merger of man and machine that has limitless power to expand our life's uh, our lifespan and to uh, cure disease and create earth into a paradise. God knows what their paradise looks like, but this uh, that's a another part of their goal. And the other, and the other goal was and the other uh, goal of the WF in general was that there was, there's this collective notion of the good and it doesn't involve God. And the most important uh, thing for a Christian to think of in this spectrum of scientific advancement is where is the line that we usurp the sovereignty of God, that we do not have our own sovereignty and that God is sovereign. At what point do we cross the line of disobedience where we are no longer respecting the authority that God has over our, uh, over our bodies and over our existence and over our lifespan? And it is uh, so there's a couple of examples from scripture about God condemning the mixture. He does not like mixture. And he was referring to that in Genesis when the Nephilim came along, because mm -hmm. it was the angels, the fallen angels having sex and marrying um, earthly beings and then creating this sub creature called the Nephilim. And that God ended up destroying all of humanity in Noah's flood to rid the earth of the Nephilim, partly because of that reason. And so it is always God's expectation that his sons and daughters would leave their lives, their bodies as a temple to the Lord. And the New Testament is filled with scripture about how do not grieve the Holy Spirit, that we are the temple of the Lord, that the Lord dwells within us. 
And we do not have the right to tamper with that indiscriminately. We are not free to give our bodies over to science and merge with technology. But yet, uh, on the farthest end of the spectrum of the, of the church, I found one Christian scholar that was arguing that the book of Revelation and the mention of these perfected bodies that come during the millennial kingdom, well, they're going to come through transhumanism. They're going to come through this singularity where the body merges with technology to a state where it has an infinite lifespan. And I was thinking to myself, oh, goodness gracious. Like, how do you get there? How did you get there from... From, the, from that scripture, and that's what happens. Sometimes people extrapolate so far that um, it's obviously a false doctrine. It's no longer scripture. How, how does um, fear play into the thing? I mean, clearly, the, through the, uh, the climate uh, issues that they, that they bring up constantly, that we're all going to die within you know, 10 years, that the ocean's going to rise and destroy you know, countries change. and and islands are going to, um, you know, sink. Well, again, that's the sovereignty of God. Mm -hmm. You're assuming that you need to save the planet because God can't do that. That it's human's responsibility to rule over humanity, not God. Mm -hmm. They want to take the, go the throne of God. Everything from the Tower of Babel to Nebuchadnezzar to Caesar, constantly saying, worship me that the enemy says, that Satan says, the Antichrist says, worship me, not that God. He's just constantly competing with God's authority. And uh, people are easier to control when they're fearful. Um, sure. Uh, children are easy to, uh, easier to control when they lack parents. Right. Especially fatherless boys who, uh, as in every study for the last five decades has said that most men who grew up without a father, most girls who grew up without a father, turn to drugs, turn to sexuality, turn to crime uh, without that leadership in their, in their life. And so without the father, if they can separate children from yes. their parents, then uh, they will look for another god or another leader, um, especially when they become fearful. Yeah, which is, uh, absolutely. Social media, <laughs> influencers, schools, teachers, uh, librarians who say, you know, you peers. Know parents, peers. Uh, so Carrie, uh, Lisa says transhumanism is the work of Satan. Absolutely. Full stop. Duplex gives us a heart. Yes. Not sure what that was over, but yay. And then <laughs> AR. Or maybe she meant or AI. That? AI. Could be. Um, who is the we that become God? Certainly not the common people. Exactly. It is the Silicon Valley that become the God. So they're saying, so they still want you to worship a God. Yeah. They just don't want it to be in heaven. <laughs> they, they want to be that God. Uh, Lisa says the article has the potential to bring the lost to salvation. Oh, glory be to the king. <laughs> Pastor <laughs> Billy Crone has spoken on this topic at length. Yeah, it's a, it's a popular topic in some churches because it's really, it's, I mean, you know, everybody goes and talks about, you know, the mark of the beast and we're all, you know, those of us that are in interested in studying eschatology understand that there is the mark that will limit you from being able to buy or sell unless you have that mark. But before that time, which we will not take unwittingly, by the way, at least that's my understanding. So everything before that, we have to see and use um, 
the discernment that God gives us, like, okay, is this pushing me too far? What about this step? What about that step? I mean, literally everything that we do that interacts with science, um, that interacts with technology, we have to start to think about, okay, so um, how does this affect my relationship with God? How does, how does this affect the temple of my Lord? When we honor the fact that our bodies are God's temple, um, it should give us the requisite uh, perspective. Like, wait a minute. And that goes for everything. Now they want to see bugs. Like they're, they're seriously licensing um, mealworms and crickets to put as food because of the, you know, the whole, the, the cows poop too much and therefore we need to reduce emission gases. And so now we're going to eat insects. All of these things that they're trying to do to alter us as a human species, we're going to need to now look with a careful eye. Oh, okay. So what does this mean? How is this changing me? Is it, is it something I could do to the temple of the Lord? You know, for, um, for quite a while, you, you're able to uh, buy freeze-dried crickets on Amazon. Ah, I'm sure and, they do now too. Yeah, and chocolate-covered insects. Oh yeah, because it's pop- that's popular in Asia. But now what's insidious about this is they do not know the side effects because it's not part of the human diet. Mm-hmm. And they want to grind it up and put it in everything. It's a filler. Yeah. So we now have to read the labels to see if there's cricket powder in our cereal. We used to have a Food and Drug Administration that would protect us from bugs. And no, they're the food. ones that are approving it. <laughs> I know, but that's it. We used to have a... It's bananas. <laughs> and it says there's so much apostasy in the church. It's another sign of the end times and that we're living in the fig tree generation. <laughs> yes. And the church says they think they need God's help. God needs they, help. They think God needs help. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to save the planet. Right. Uh, transhumanism more sounds of the four horsemen. Yes, you know, all things we're expecting. And the EU approved the cricket powder as a component of flour. Yeah, that's what I was saying, is that it's not like the chocolate-covered ones where you're like, ah, no, pass. They're literally grinding it up to put it in everything. Like, just as a joke, you'd have it, like, once in your lifetime. But now they want to make the regular diet. Yeah, and they do not know the consequences. I'm pretty sure that McDonald's hamburgers have been made out of cricket meat. Well, don't they say that's rat feces? (laughs) And hair. Yeah, rat, and rat, hair. Rat hair. <laughs> yeah, those are forbidden in scripture. Many are toxic to humans. Exactly. That's what this article I read today um, said as well, is that they have no idea of the toxicity to human beings. There's not enough studies on it that what at what quantity will it become deadly and what kind of allergies will people have to it? It's just like saying we're going to start to eat, you know, carpet. Nobody has any idea what the effect of eating carpet's going to do to us. It's really bananas. Yeah, if they put that in in certain foods, it's not halal. Halal is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, halal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Muslims have a prohibition against crickets, crickets, crickets. insects. But as Carrie referenced, I think it, are you referencing? Is it in Leviticus not to eat? Uh, what was it? Did they refer to it as creepy crawly things? Things with no legs. This. I can't remember the way uh, the Old Testament describes it, but Carrie, if you know, um, please uh, write it in the comments. That just means you wouldn't be able to eat politicians. Creepy crawly things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a reach. 
It's your good scripture. Lisa read this all about this yesterday. Yes, me too. Yeah. So scripture. Oh yeah, we jumped right to uh, some other stuff there. Uh, Matthew six twenty six. Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? I love that scripture. Me too. Matthew 6, 9. After this manner, therefore pray you, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Romans 6, 13. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. See, again, that theme of your body, a living mm-hmm. sacrifice, belongs to the Lord. Offer it willingly and freely and protect it from wickedness and do righteousness. So if we keep that in mind with all of these decisions we're going to be confronted with, God willing, it will protect even the elect. Uh, Romans eight fifteen: The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought you to adoption, to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Again, see, did not make us slaves. Yeah. And yet they we'll want to fear. enslave us. Try not to live in fear. Yeah. <sighs> and it stems from the fear of death. Ultimately, why do people, I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day where they're like, I mean, don't you think this technology is amazing? You would live to like you're 200. She's like, ew, why would I want to live till I'm 200 years old? I want to be Jesus. You know, like it's it's people's fear of the unknown of death um, that the believer shouldn't have, you know? And I think that's what leads people to these crazy, that go to these crazy lengths to save themselves out of the fear of what happens when you die. <laughs> Darcy says young, but she didn't mean young. She meant yuck. <laughs> Uh, Kate says, I'm sorry. I'm not eating bugs. I'll grow my own and make my own food. I'm more worried about clouds seeding more than cow flatulence. It's so idiotic. Yes. Uh, This is a man. Yes, we figured that, Darcy. Um, Oh, shoot. I was just thinking about something now. It just completely left me with the with the when you slapped my hand <laughs> with the bugs. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Do you want to read what Jim was going to say? Yeah, you read what Jim has to say. Maybe I'll remember what. To... Yeah. Unfortunately, too many people today have never experienced an earthly father or a heavenly one. We live in a time when a large percentage of babies are born to single women. A time that greatly undervalues the importance of having a father in the home. Yet relating to an earthly father is one of the primary ways we learn to relate to our heavenly father. Oh, dear believer, whether or not you have the blessing of a close relationship with an earthly father or no earthly father at all, there is a heavenly father who is capable of being your all in all, capable of meeting your every need. And this father knows what you need before you ask him. Oh, heavenly father, I thank you for who you are and that you desire to have an intimate relationship with me. Deepen my desire to know you better, I pray. We pray this in order that you may have a life worthy of the Lord, growing in the knowledge of God. It's Colossians, uh, Colossians 1.10. Thank you. Thank you. 
What? And God. And my Heavenly Father. <laughs> and my Heavenly Father. Allah. <laughs> having an uh, Adonai. Uh, so having an earthly father that was not good to me. More of the time, the night, I am so grateful for my Heavenly Father that I have now. Amen. Mm -hmm. Ah, Leviticus 11.42. About the bugs. I think that may be my next article, the bugs. Oh, I think that's that's one of the things I was going to say, is that I, uh, when you read the article, when Hedy read me her article, which she does before she sends it up, um, I, 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 you read it, and I immediately said to myself that needs to be a book that if you just need to just just keep Tease it out just keep writing <laughs> just keep writing and if you need some uh, you know maybe uh, i'll throw in some stuff i don't know i don't know oh, um I would, I and uh and we, we can be co-authors on a book but um there's so much to what you wrote oh thank you and um i, I thought it was fantastic I, it just it, it really needs to be Talked about more. I know some people are talking about it, but it's um, it's clearly demonic, and it just needs to be brought out. Yeah, uh, where people can make a choice. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. You know, it, it'll just bring some people to a place where they can join us in heaven. You know, just a few more people. Uh, that's really all we have. That's all we have left because <laughs> we're going down a pretty dark path and it really seems like it's the end times that we are entering. Well, and to tell you the truth, you don't really know where the line is. I'd mm -hmm. like to say that it's clear cut, but it's not. You know, everything from we are more on the conservative end of the spectrum. But the average person, when you say, OK, what about the fact that we no longer use credit cards, but we use our phones? So we just flash a phone. Oh, well, that's fine. You say, okay, well, then what's the difference of putting the phone and put a chip inside your body mm -hmm. that you could flash as the card instead? So, oh, that sounds a little creepy. You know what I mean? Or you have a pacemaker in your heart. That's okay. But so what about putting uh, a chip, a nano chip in there that will regulate your heartbeat? So we wear an Apple Watch now and it's taking your pulse. What if you put that chip inside of you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like suddenly the, the line just keeps moving. You're like, wait a minute. When that happen? That, that's a step too far. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really something that a, a Christian is going to have to grapple with, uh, I think, on many, many issues. Well, I mean, it, it really started when we began dropping our kids off at school, thinking the people there would take care of our kids. <laughs> and we just thought, you know, no. was, hey, we, hey, go, go, go to school. Wake up and go to school. But dad, they're indoctrinating me. Dad, shut up. That's a bunch of nonsense. Go, go to school. And then we find out, oh, they're indoctrinating our kids. So here is, I'm going to actually read Leviticus 41 to 43. Every creature that moves along the ground is detestable. It must not be eaten. Do not eat any creature that moves along the ground, whether it crawls on its belly or walks on four or more feet. For such creatures are detestable. Do not defile yourselves by any crawling creature. Do not become unclean, unclean or defiled. Now people will say, this is the Old Testament. Yeah. And we're not That's subject to I Levitical thought. law. Right. But, but this is different. No, no, no. Because you say that's that a lot of people don't eat pork. And so mm. you say, oh, okay, but I eat pork. Well, because I'm not under the law. Okay, so then why would you say this is under the law? That's what I'm saying. It, these are not black and white. Mm. But because this one's disgusting, we say yes. Yeah, it's no, we're going to stick with this one because this one's disgusting. 
The pork we like because it tastes good. Oh. Oh no. Uh, yes, Andy, do what you guys. Write a book. And uh, Kate says you keep cutting out when you turn your head away from the mic. I'm sorry. You know what? Andy you gave pull it over here. Andy gave me the bad mic. He has the good no. mic. <laughs> I don't and that's turn my, right. When I do this, I go like this. I go, no, I work around mic, my mic. But your mic works along. No, both you don't angles. want to work. You don't like your mic. You hate your mic. <laughs> I don't like the Be mic. Be friends with your mic. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to roll around there the mic. Go. Okay. That's what I do. I go like this and I go, hi, Adia. Hi, Andy. Hi, audience. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hi, I'm new to this whole broadcasting <laughs> thing. I'm more of a writer. <laughs> You've tried different iterations of Mike's setups. I really like the clip one, but we had to go through like 14 batteries a week. <laughs> that didn't, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, half our budget was on batteries. I just want, can I get a plug in lapel mic? No, you just talk around your mic. <laughs> That's all. Oh, it's so limiting. Kate like and thank you, Kate. I am so grateful for Kate saying that because I well, I mean, Carrie said it to me a couple days ago. Yeah, I just I was trying to stay conscious of it, I, but yeah, I'm just it's not just me. <laughs> Great scripture. It's all about few men controlling the masses. Yes. Don't, there's women in there. Don't blame it all on men. What are you, Oprah? There's, I haven't seen any women in that crowd. <laughs> what? I really oh, there's definitely not. Oh, yeah. There's, there's women. Oh, yeah, for sure. Who? They're there. I haven't seen them. It Behind seems like an old boy's Every evil man is an evil woman. <laughs> Have you never heard that saying? No. Uh, see. Get her a better mic. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, you got yourself a fancy one. You gave me the cheapy one. <laughs> You got, no, you got it. The mic is designed to, to, to take in your voice, and it has a very. How about thick, that little ball one? And then Can it, I use that then little it, ball then it one? cancels out any unnecessary noise. So they should not really be able to hear this too much. That Can you hear that? That should be very hard to hear. But they should be able to hear that. It's too. <sighs> Process sound coming from your mouth, not your cheek. <laughs> oh my god but it's so close when, when i do this they probably can't they say well they can probably hear me off your mic but well, but why why can't they hear me off of your because mic? <laughs> it's just not the way it works you said yours is like a top you could hear from all over on your mic no i'm sorry guys uh, meaning this conversation but man is a pronoun thank you <laughs> thank you i know i was just you know what i do you know what i do lisa yeah Playing around. Yes, I play around. Yes. I'm right. Andy's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you like that. Um, uh, what else, my love? I think that's, I think we covered it. You sure? Yeah. I feel like there's something else. <laughs> we had charcuterie tonight. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Why do you do that? <laughs> That was our dinner. Yeah. Have you guys ever had charcuterie for dinner? You made me cut up little pieces of cheese for him. Cheese Roll up meats. little pieces of salami. Yes. It was so good. What's some of the names of the cheeses we had? Brie. Brie. <laughs> port Salou. I remember Port Salou. Is that the one with the red? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
What was the one with blue cheese? Oh, blue cheese. But that wasn't called blue cheese. It had some other fancy name. Yeah. Well, yeah, something blue. Um, what was the one? The Mexican one? Uh, gordita. Gordita. <laughs> that's a, that's something at Taco Bell. <laughs> it's Conchita. I wasn't far off. It's not Conchita. It's Conchita. No, that's bad. That's a bad word in Spanish. Why are you cussing on the devotional? C O J I T A. I don't know. That that's sounded, how it's spelled. That sounded bad. Oh yeah, love charcuterie, says Lisa Wood. Yes. Yes. So Andy insisted on me making a plate for dinner. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Oh, and fig jam. Fig jam. And nuts. nuts. Salami. Oh, I had liver and pate. Shrimp. Liver pate. I didn't touch the liver Oh, the liver pate. pate is amazing. My body. My dad used to always say that livers were filters of the body. Don't eat them. That's because he's Muslim. No, it had nothing to do with being Muslim as a doctor. A kidney doctor. <laughs> Don't eat kidney. You do not eat kidney and liver. It's a filter of the body that all the junk goes through so your body can live. Mm. Same with a cow. Anyways. Who loves liver? I need to know before we sign off here. Who loves liver? To eat, not. <laughs> <laughs> not because you need one. I love it. My grandmother used to make uh, it. Carrie says expensive snacking food out of the budget. No, this was a meal. This was yeah, this, this counted was as as dinner. So yeah. it was chunks of cheese yeah. and so. Yeah, we had it for dinner. We did a charcuterie <laughs> board for dinner. Um, but uh, my grandmother used to soak it in uh, milk, the liver, beef liver, and then bread it, and then fry it. Well, yeah. I mean, you could do that to anything, and it would taste. That was right? amazing. And Once put bacon on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like my, crickets. I think my dad was on the to put bacon on I it. Think I think you could do that with crickets and it would still taste good. Carrie loves liver. Uh, oh, no. Kate doesn't like liver. Carrie loves liver. Yes. Kate, no, no liver. liver. What? What do you mean no to liver? So good. Okay. I'm going to have a bruise on my leg and on my thigh <laughs> from you kicking me and smacking Come me. Come on. It's okay, been on 46 done. minutes. All right. Goodbye. No. <laughs> it's Is it Friday night yet? No, it's Thursday night. Thursday night. Getting close to Happy Sunday. We have our home church yeah. this Sunday, so we're looking forward to that. Yes. Kelly's got his first lacrosse match on Saturday. Oh, yes, finally. Yes. In his new cleats. You get to try him out. That was an ordeal. Uh, Lisa Can I wants get into us that to... story? No, 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 please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Lisa wants us to switch mics oh, next time. Oh, right. And I think we're going to try that, Lisa, honestly. We'll switch mics. I, I just talk into my mic. That's the difference. Liver and onions. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I even had liver and onions at uh, Kino's, which is good. <laughs> My dad used to make gizzards. How many you, of you I'm ate gonna gizzards? I'm going to give you the dirtiest look. My dad made gizzards and uh, chicken gizzards and chicken hearts. Did you ever, though, ever have a no, chicken gizzard? Ew, no. Oh, gizzards. Chicken gizzards amazing. That's the little baggie that comes inside the chicken that we throw away? Uh, Well, it has the heart in it. Oh, yeah. No, it does have a gizzard in there. Yeah. Yeah, those are the, what do they call those? It's called something. Uh, giblets. Those are the giblets. <laughs> Kate, uh, Friday, our Arvo here already here. Is that is that what Arvo means? Oh, yeah, it's already yeah. Friday, Friday for in her? Australia. Yeah. Wow, I love that. All right, thank okay, you. Enough, enough, enough. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta calm you down here. You, you'll just keep talking. All right, my friends, we love you guys. Oh, don't forget to go to the Edify app. E D I F I dot app. Nice. Wait, thank you for that.
uh, I started a Mike domestic. <laughs> <laughs> we got much more important things to fight over, Lisa. Yeah, okay. We'll switch them. Yes to gizzards. Carrie's my friend. <laughs> Gee, you guys are two peas yes. in a pod for sure. Yes, Carrie. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Have a great rest of the evening, and we'll see you again soon. All right. God bless. God bless. 